Amen. God bless you. Brother Hilton, come. You just obey the Holy Ghost. Whatever you feel, we're with you. We're behind you. Amen. You do what you feel like doing. God bless you tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's magnify him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord has been good to us. Hallelujah. Are you glad you came to church? Hallelujah. I reached over there and was talking to Trey. I said, man, have you ever been in a service like this? And he goes, one time. And it makes me wonder, Brother Trey, if that was the last time you were here. <laughs> no, we're glad you guys are here. We're glad, amen, the Lord touched Brother uh, Cooper, Brother Cash, Sister Lydia, Sister Sarah. Amen, God's doing great things in our young people. Oh, somebody thank the Lord for what he's doing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Great God deserves great praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. The pastor asked me a few moments ago um, whether I felt like preaching or not. And I told him, I said, I don't know. What do you feel? And um, he asked me, if I felt the anointing, and I said, I don't know. <laughs> what do you? <laughs> and so uh, as soon as I stepped away, though, I went over to that wall, and I felt like the Lord put uh, a burden on my heart again, just refreshed what he put on my heart this afternoon. So I will try to be mindful of the time, 739 right now. Amen. But if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Galatians chapter 4. We'll read a few scriptures tonight, and then we can go have pizza. <laughs> I know a few. Uh, now, I'm not paying. I heard some remarks over here. I was just saying we could. You're welcome to come. And, um, but I'm making it very clear. I would like to have a few dollars left in my account tomorrow morning. So uh, if you come, you're paying for yourself. In Galatians chapter 4, verses 19 through 31, it says, My little children, of whom I travail in birth, again until Christ be formed in you. Paul said that I travail in birth for you, my little children. Until Christ is formed in, in you. We could say it this way, until you receive the Holy Ghost. My little children, I am travailing until you receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, I feel the Holy Ghost. Man, this feels, Pastor, I believe I will preach for a minute here. Galatians chapter 4 verse 20 goes on to say, I desire to be present with you and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. Tell me, 
Ye that desire to be under the law, do ye, do ye not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, and one by a bondmaid, and the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman was by promise. Everybody say, by promise. Which things are an allegory. For these are the two covenants. The one from the Mount Sinai, which gendereth to bondage, which is Agar. For this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answereth to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, thou barren, that bearest not, break forth and cry, thou that travailest not. For the desolate hath many more children than she which hath an husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. Somebody look at somebody else and say, I'm a child of promise. I'm a child of promise. Hallelujah. Now we, brethren, we as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what saith the scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwomen, but we are, uh, we are of the free. Somebody say, I'm a child of promise. Hallelujah. Let's lay down our Bibles and ask the Lord to help us tonight. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to try to do this without your help. I'm asking for your grace. Hallelujah, Jesus. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, I don't want to belabor the point tonight. You could be seated. Amen. And I don't want to go beyond the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. How many are witness of the fact that the Spirit of the Lord has already moved in this place tonight? Can you testify to that? Hallelujah. How many are going to go tell a co-worker, hallelujah, what you felt about church tonight? Hallelujah. How many are going to go tell a lost family member how good church was on Sunday night? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have a few minutes here. Amen. Elder Davis, Pastor Riggin took the time to write down a few words that Elder Davis said on September 11th. 1997, regarding this church, in prophecy, Elder Davis said the following words. He said, God can send more people than what you can ever bring. He's not looking for a child that you can produce because you'll produce an Ishmael. But the children that he produces are his promised children. He's not looking at what you can produce. But if you'll pay the price, he will send the children of the promise to you. God is wanting 
to fill this church full of promised children that will love him. You couldn't drive them away if you had to because they're promised children. Amen. Because they've been born in the Spirit. God wants to fill this church full of promised children. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. He's going to send this church full of pure children that love God. They're not going to say, why do you do this? And why do you do that? And why this? And why the other? They're going to be hungry. They're promised children. The promised children will love him. Oh, hallelujah. Let's thank the Lord for his promise tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Let's love him, church. Let's magnify the Lord just for a moment. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, come on. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to move. Hallelujah. I feel like the Lord wants to do something in this service tonight. I feel like he wants to speak to somebody. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I worship you, Savior. Amen. There were amen, three particular women who were married to the original patriarchs of Israel. Amen. And I forgot to give you a title, so here's the title, The Promised Children. Amen. But three women who were married to the patriarchs of Israel. And all three, all three women were barren. All three of these women who were married to men with promise were barren. And the promises that God gave to these men were specifically dependent on these women's ability, these women's ability to reproduce or to procreate. These women, it was dependent on their, their body's ability to reproduce. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you tonight that God saw to it that the word that he gave to the men, the word, the promise that he gave to those men would come to pass. It didn't matter how difficult the situation was. Furthermore, it didn't matter what the men did and then that, that prevented the promise from coming to pass the original way that God wanted it to. Hallelujah. How many uh, recognize the name Hagar? We read about her in our text tonight. Amen. God made a promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, or verse 6. I'm sorry, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God said that through you, Abraham, I'm going to bless the entire world. Amen. Two distinct promises that God gave to Abraham in the Abrahamic covenant. Number one, I'm going to give you a promised land. 
Number two, I'm going to give to you a promised child. Amen. And through these two things that I'm going to give to you, the whole world is going to receive a blessing. Amen. In the next few chapters, we read about Abraham. Amen. Discovering the land of promise. Amen. The land of Canaan. As he traversed through that land in in Genesis uh, chapter 12, verse 6 through 7, Abraham passed through the land unto the place Sychem, unto the place, uh, plain of Morah. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto, unto thy seed, Will I give this land? And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And then in chapter 13, verse 12, Abraham, the Bible says, He dwelled in the land of Canaan. God fulfilled the promise that he had given to him. The one of two promises. He fulfilled, amen, in short order, amen, and when, when, when Abraham discovered the land of Canaan, God spoke to him and said, amen, you come back to this place, I'm going to make this your land. This is, Abraham, the land of promise. I'm identifying this for you. Child of God, I want to let you know, amen, that you're in the land of promise. Amen. You're not, you shouldn't be wondering any longer. Amen. But you've come into a place, amen, where the promises of God can be fulfilled, no matter how large or how small they may be. Well, somebody going to help me out the remainder of the service. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not here wondering anymore, Brother Garth. Amen. We're not, we're not wondering from land to land, wondering where the promises of God are going to come from. Amen. We're in the land of promise. Hallelujah. But there remains yet another promise, amen, that God has yet to fulfill. And I want to tell you tonight that God's ready, amen, to speak to the womb of Sarah and said, you're going to bring forth. Hallelujah. Somebody listen to me just for a moment. Amen. I'm aware of what was going on a little bit earlier. Amen. But I want to tell the child of God tonight. Amen. That God wants to heal our barren womb. God wants to give to us children. God wants to give to this church, amen, the, the, the bride of Christ, the one whom he has chosen, amen, to deliver into this world his promised children. Oh, I wish somebody was hearing me tonight, amen, that God wants to use, amen, this assembly, this promised land, amen, this bride, this church. Amen, he is proving what I'm saying right now in this service tonight. Amen, little Cooper, amen, was filling the gift of the Holy Ghost all over him. Lydia. Hallelujah. And Sarah, amen, and all these children. Amen, and please forgive me. I'm not trying to demean your age. I know some of you are growing into your teenage years. But I want you to understand that you are the promises of God. To this church. Hallelujah. You're the fulfillment of God's promise. 
Church, I want you to recognize what's going on tonight. Amen. God is fulfilling his promise. God, amen, has given us a promise of the land. And he's given us a promise of children. And God wants to fulfill it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord some praise for a moment. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I can digress here and talk about how Abraham got his hands in the mix and, and decided and, 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 and thought along with uh, Sarah. And they, they, uh, it, they put some man-made concoction and try to produce after their own mind and after their own will. Amen. And that was not the plan of God. Hallelujah. God has a very particular plan. He has a very specific order of doing things. He has a desire to fill more children. Amen. These children of promise. And let me tell you how he wants to do it. The first step in order to be born again of the Spirit is to, is, is to repent of your sins. Amen. It's to feel that godly sorrow. Amen. That produces, amen, repentance in your heart. A desire, amen, to do right. A desire to change the way that you're living. Amen. That, that that's sickening in your soul and in your gut. And it says, I don't want to live that way anymore. I'm sick of the lies. I'm sick of the, 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 the discussions of doubt. I'm sick of all that. That's the first step. Amen. So once you find that place of repentance, amen, God is ready, amen, to move you, amen, into the second step. And that second step is to be baptized, amen, by immersion of water with evidence, amen, by with uh, be baptized by immersion in water, amen, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, just give me a moment here. Let me get to the scriptures that I'm referring to in Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah. Of course, this is old hat to a number of us. Amen, but to a few of us, this may be the first time we're hearing it. Hallelujah. How many have been born of the Spirit? Hallelujah. Then you know what I'm talking about. Amen. How many know the power of the Holy Ghost? Amen. That covered your life once you received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to do tonight, amen, is see if we can birth a few more promised children. See if we can bring forth a couple of more, amen, maybe even in this service tonight. Come on, church. Let's plug into what God's trying to do. Come on, let's, let's travail a little bit. Come on, let's put in a little effort. Amen, let's believe God. Peter said, amen, to the crowd on the day of Pentecost when they asked, how do I do, what do I do to be saved? Peter said, repent. And then he said, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And then... Here's a promise for the promised children. If you repent, and if you are baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins, 
first of all, your sins will be remitted. All the sins that you feel so terribly about, all those things that you regret, amen, they're gone. Once you're baptized in the name of Jesus, that water represents, uh, amen, that soul-cleansing blood that was shed on Calvary. Amen. And it will wash away every one of our sins. Hallelujah. And the next thing is something that you really don't have much control over. You really don't have much of a choice. If you've taken step one and step two, guess what? Sister Haley, you remember. You shall. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. How many have gone to a birthday party that was yours and you had gifts given to you? I, I know I have. I remember a uh, big uh, chopper bike that I received on my 12th birthday. That thing was the most uncomfortable thing to ride. Couldn't get anywhere very quickly. The pedaling on that thing was geared so high that it was just terrible. A 12-year-old could barely move that thing. And it was terrible to balance. Amen. But I, did, I didn't go to that party, amen, making a choice whether or not I was going to receive the chopper. It was just there waiting on me. When I showed up to my birthday party that day, mom and dad had already paid the price. They went to Walmart and paid, and they've seen me looking at that thing for a few months probably. And I don't even know that I actually specifically requested it. Maybe they heard a conversation, amen, but they knew that I wanted, amen, that chopper bicycle. And so they went to Walmart and paid the price. And then all I had to do, Pastor, was show up to my birthday party. And uh, you know what? I didn't even have to unwrap the gift. This is a better metaphor than I thought. All I had to do is show up because right smack dab in the middle of our living room was a brand new chopper bike. And believe me, Jonathan Waldrop was, they were preaching for us, at, not Jonathan, his dad was preaching for us at that time, and uh, he was jealous. And he begged me to ride that thing, and I let him ride it once or twice, I think. At least it sounds good. <clears throat> anyway, let's keep on with the story. So, uh, she, uh, mom and dad purchased that bike for me. I didn't have to pay a dime. I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do is just come home that afternoon. Amen. And the whole youth group was there because I just got into the youth group. And the whole youth group was there. And they were all there happy for me because I received a, a brand new chopper bike. Let me tell you something. This gift of the Holy Ghost is so much better than anything you can purchase at Walmart. Hallelujah. It's got so much value, much more value. It's got so much more promise. It's got so much more glory. I'm telling you, and it's here in this place for you tonight. 
Hallelujah. Child of God, it's a gift. Amen. It's not something you have to go and pay for. Hallelujah. Jesus already spent his precious blood on Calvary for it. Amen. He came to earth, wrapped himself in flesh, bore the scars and the whippings on his back. Amen. Just so he can give to you this gift. Brother Andrew, how does it feel? How does it feel? I saw you getting a blessing a few moments ago. How does that feel? Brother Cooper, how does it feel? Feel good? Hallelujah. That was free. Sister Lydia, how does it feel? Feels pretty good, doesn't it? Feels good. I said it feels good. I said it feels good. Oh, hey, I want to tell somebody, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can receive that gift before you leave this place tonight. It's already bought and paid for. Amen. The blood is already spilt. All you got to do is make your way down and say, God, I want it. Oh, let's love the Lord, church. Let's magnify him. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, I'm almost done. We can all stand together. Amen, we, I've got a lot more, but I want to ask. Amen, this is an opportunity. Hallelujah. There's no wrapping on this gift. It's not disguised. It's not covert. It's, it, it's out here in the open. All you have to do is come down here and receive it. All you got to do is come down here and receive it. Amen. If you've already got a blessing, let me tell you, you can get a renewing. Amen. You can get another blessing tonight. Amen. God has another gift for you tonight. Amen. This is not an empty promise. Amen. You are the promise to this church, but God's got promises for you. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, church. Let's respond to the Holy Ghost just for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on, that's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, he can fill you. He can fill you. He can, you said, I've done too many things. I've gone too far. Amen, I want to tell you, the kind of people he was crucified with. I mean, he was hung on a tree in judgment by that society. And there were two people, I mean, hang on on either side. Everybody looking on the cross that day, amen, considered. If they didn't know the details of the story, they just considered him as another thief and another robber and another murderer. Amen. They saw Barabbas. He was supposed to be crucified that day. One who was known by name among the people that were there. And the one who was responsible for carrying out the judgment said, Who do you want? We only have three crosses, so do you want Jesus? 
or do you want Barabbas? Do you want the one who can heal? Do you want the one who can deliver, bring the dead back to life? Do you want us to crucify that guy? Or do you want us to crucify the one who's a thief and a murderer? Whose pedigree has been, has been destroyed by his own doings. Everybody knows who Barabbas is. And it was his judgment for death. It was his, he was judged to die. That day the crowd chose Jesus to be crucified over Barabbas. And Jesus went willingly because that's the reason why he came. He was hung up between two other thieves. And even in that moment of judgment and death, one looked at him and said, Jesus, Will you forgive me? I want to be with you in glory. And Jesus responded and said, you will be with me in glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. And there was another one that day that was mocking and making fun. Hallelujah. Even on a cross. Let me tell you somebody that that I was talking a minute ago about Sarah. When God gave her the promise of the promised child, even though she was barren. God promised that she would be she would bear a child. <clears throat> and when he gave her that promise, she herself began to laugh. Why? Because she thought it was just impossible. Her husband was 100. She was I believe 90 years old, 90 or 99. 90. Thank you, pastor. <laughs> and uh not a young lady. Amen, but God gave her the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And she even said when, when she was bore Isaac, when she gave birth, she said, God gave me this child. They named Isaac. Isaac means laughter. God gave me this child, and I laughed. But now others can laugh too. She was glorying in the fact that this is kind of a funny situation. Amen. But I don't mind it. I don't mind the promises of God. I don't mind the gifts of God. Hallelujah. Listen to me, young person and adult, anybody who needs a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It might sound a little funny. It might act, you might act a little funny. We might be acting a little funny. But I want to tell you something. Don't worry about that because this gift is just as real as the child God gave to Sarah. This is a promise for you and for me. Amen. And when you have children, God said, I'm giving the promise to your children. And when they have children, I'm giving the promise to their children. Hallelujah. I want to open up these altars and make an appeal. If you have seen, amen, and witnessed the glory that's fallen on some others, I want to tell you that that gift is available to you. And all you have to do is lift your hands up and receive it. Come on, let's sing. Let's give the Lord some praise. Come on, this promise is for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, let's love the Lord. It's for you. Yes, Jesus. For your children 
and their children to the something that nothing else can do. Hallelujah, Jesus. In Acts, the second chapter, chapter, you can read it for yourself. You don't, you don't have, have to ask anybody else about, about the, the Holy Ghost that Jesus is giving away. It's, it's for me. It's for you. Hallelujah. It's for your children. And, and their, their children, children too. It's just something that nothing else can do. Oh, in Acts, the second chapter, you can read it for yourself. You don't have to ask anybody else about the Holy Ghost. Jesus is giving away. Come on, if you want the Holy Ghost, just lift your hands up and say, God, I want the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm hungry for more of you, Jesus. I'm not satisfied with the way that I'm living. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. In Acts, the second chapter. We read it tonight. No, anybody else about the Holy Ghost that Jesus is giving away. Oh, sing, it's for you. Hallelujah. It's for your children and their children too. Something that nothing else can do. Oh, when Acts, the second chapter, you can read it for yourself. Don't have to ask anybody about the Holy Ghost that Jesus is giving away. Hey, can you sing? It's for me. It's for me. It's for me. It's for you. It's for your children and their children too. Oh, that nothing else can do. Oh, in, in Acts, the second chapter, you can read it for yourself. Don't have to, you don't ask. Have to ask. Oh, anybody. anybody else I feel the Holy Ghost the Holy trying to move. Ghost. Come on, church. 